This audio is brought to you by muslimcentral.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. The topic that I have is actually my favorite topic that I have out of all of my sessions in Ikna. And so 20 minutes, you know, whenever I saw that I, I had 20 minutes, I was like, all right, this is going to be an issue. So I have a few hadiths that I hope actually can transform the way that we look at life. And subhanAllah, that's always been one of my favorite things about the Prophet ﷺ is the way the Prophet ﷺ was able to handle both adversity and prosperity with grace. And that's something that takes a lot. You know, a great football player, a great athlete, is someone that has the mental strength to be able to see through those difficult moments in the game that doesn't give up and cave in when things appear to be most difficult. And that's what allows you to be a great athlete. And subhanAllah, when we talk about life, you literally have to be prepared for anything that life is going to throw your way, whether it's going to be a form of ease or a form of hardship. Brother Tariq was talking about the Prophet ﷺ in Ta'if. It takes a lot to be able to recover from something like that. What impresses me about the Prophet ﷺ is not just the grace he showed in the moment of Ta'if, it's the fact that his resolve was not in any way affected by what happened to him on the worst day of his life. We don't see the Prophet ﷺ taking a break from the da'wah. He didn't you know, take six months off to to regage himself so that he could be able to handle the rejection once again. He was right back at it. And that's the sign of greatness. And the Prophet ﷺ, who was the most amazing in that sense, said that that state is the amazing state of the believer. The amazing mindset of the believer. And so there's this famous narration where Suhaib anhu says that we were sitting with the Prophet ﷺ and then suddenly, the Prophet ﷺ, he started to laugh. And we said to the Messenger ﷺ, why are you laughing? And the Prophet ﷺ says, عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ mu'min." How amazing is it to be a believer? How amazing is the affair of the believer? إِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ خَيْرٌ Everything about him is good. Everything that happens to him, all of his affairs are khair. There is good in them. And he says, وَلَيْسَ ذَاكَ لِأَحَدٍ إِلَّا لِمُؤْمِنٍ He says, no one has that except for a believer. The mindset that he's going to describe only belongs to a person that really, really believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنْ أَصَابَتُ سَرَّاءَ شَكَرٍ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ When good things happen to him, when, when moments of ease and happiness come to him, he's grateful and that's better for him. وَإِنْ أَصَابَتُ ضَرَّاءَ The Prophet ﷺ says, and when he's struck by something Harsh, when he's struck by a difficult situation. Sabr, he's patient. وَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ And that's better for him. And he says, no one is able to face both difficulty and ease with that grace like a believer is. The believer is always in the zone, no matter what his circumstances are around him. And subhanAllah, we get so caught up in this life trying to control the results that we forget to control what's actually in our control which is the process. Allah gave you the effort. Allah gave you the control over your intention. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not charge you or punish you 
for the result of an action, Allah charges you for your intention. إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ Your deeds are but by your intention. Because that's in your control. When you approach life recognizing that the results of what happened are not in my control, but the process is fully mine, I own the process altogether, then you're able to handle whatever is going to be thrown at you. And subhanAllah, especially when you're, when you're just going, when you're embarking on trying to figure out what you're gonna do for the rest of your life, what your career is gonna be, what your education is gonna be, who your husband or wife is going to be, all that stuff that starts to come in, all that decision making, then that's when you really need to internalize this entire concept of having that mindset of a believer. And the Prophet ﷺ, he was once sitting and some of the poor companions kept coming to him and asking him for money over and over and over again. And he kept on giving him money. I mean, they were, they were poor, they needed it. And he had that control ﷺ where he could readily direct charity their way. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he sits them down one day and he says, listen, مَا يَكُونُ عِنْدِي مِنْ خَيْرٍ There is no good that I'm hiding from you. فَلَنْ أَدَّخِرَهُ عَنْكُمْ If I have good, if I have money, if I have anything to give you, I'm going to give it to you. You need to know that I'm not going to hold back anything from you. When you come to me and ask me for anything, I'll give it to you. But he said to them, وَمَنْ Whoever seeks to be independent or whoever seeks forbearance and to show compassion, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him that. So if you want to be a forbearing person, a compassionate person, Allah is going to give you that. And he says, وَمَنْ يَسْتَعِنْ يُغْنِهِ He says that whoever seeks help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will help him. If he seeks to be independent, Allah is going to eventually make him independent. So if you're trying to gain an internal quality and learn to be patient with people, Allah is going to eventually unlock that for you. And if you're trying to be independent, you're taking the steps in life to be financially independent, to be successful in the career sense so that you don't have to depend on anybody else, Allah will give you that. And He says, وَمَنْ يَتَصَبَّرْ Allah. And if you're trying to learn how to be patient, patient with the difficulties that come in your life, patient with tragedy and hardship, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make you patient. He says, وَمَا أُعْطِيَ أَحَدٌ عَطَاءً هُوَ خَيْرٌ وَأَوْسَعُ مِنَ الصَّبْرِ This is the key here. The Prophet ﷺ said, there is nothing that Allah will give you that's a greater gift, that's more encompassing, meaning it'll take care of more aspects of your life than patience. And patience is different from the other things because patience is a sense of perspective. Patience comes from a sense of, from a mindset. And the Prophet ﷺ is basically saying, Allah can give you money. And Allah can give you financial independence. And Allah can give you the career that you want. And Allah can give you the person that you want. And Allah can make all those ways out for you. But there is nothing that Allah is going to give you that's greater than patience. If you have the gift of patience, then you will be able to take on anything that comes your way and that's the way that the believer is. Nothing can faze him. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ said, عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ mu'min." How amazing is the affair of the believer. There is nothing you could do to him to make him lose that perspective. Anas ibn Malik anhu says, I had an uncle, and he was the brother of my mother, Haram ibn Malhan, the brother of his mother, Um Sulaim. So it's his, his maternal uncle. 
And he said that he belonged to this group of 70 Ansar of the Prophet ﷺ, 70 companions in Medina. And these companions, they were known for teaching the people Qur'an during the night. So he says they used to sit in the masjid and they used to teach the people Qur'an and they used to recite it to each other. And they used to contemplate on it and think about it and reflect on it. And this is beautiful. He says during the day, they used to go and collect firewood. And they would sell that firewood and they would give the proceeds in, chair, in charity. And he says that they used to go and they used to collect water and they would fill the pitchers of the poor, of those Ahl al-Sufa, those poor people that were living in the masjid. And they would hand them their pitchers. So literally during the day, they were going out and serving the people. During the night, they were sitting in the masjid teaching the people the Qur'an. And it's a group of about 70 of them. And his uncle is one of them. So these people are the best of the best of that society. And Anas anhu says, so a group came to the Prophet ﷺ, and they said to the Prophet ﷺ, can you send us back some of these people so that they could teach our tribe about Islam? Can you send us back a group of this 70 and they could go to our people and they could teach them about Islam as well? So the Prophet ﷺ, he let them go. And Haram ibn Milhan was amongst that group. Anas ibn Malik anhu says, while they were walking away from Medina, as soon as they got outside of Medina, they were ambushed by that group and they were killed. And he said, Haram ibn Milhan in particular, he said that a person stabbed him literally in the back. So he stabbed him in the back. And Haram ibn Milhan said, Fustu wa Rabbil Ka'bah. I have succeeded by the Lord of the Ka'bah. I've succeeded. Now here's the thing. A hadith like that, I have succeeded by the Lord of the Ka'bah, even while he was killed. Doesn't that sound like we're looking for death and you know, that's... That's a little too much. You're out there looking for death and you're looking for murder so that you could die shaheed, you could die a martyr. So go out there and throw yourself out there and start start messing around so that hopefully you'll die and you'll die shaheed. There was once a guy, this is a true story, there was once a guy that jumped out of the window from a hotel in Mecca because he thought it was shahada. Alright? That's not the way this works. Haram ibn Milhan was not a person that was looking for death. He was not a person waiting around, waiting for the next battle so that he could go to war and he could die a martyr. Haram ibn Milhan was a contributing member to society. A man that was always in the mindset of giving to people, whether spiritually fulfilling them or providing for them with charity. But subhanAllah, look at how he acts when he's, when he's killed. Look at the way that he acts when he's stabbed. He was already in the mindset of seeing success as success in the sight of Allah. This is not a man that pursued death. But the fact of the matter is that the mindset of that person was so strong that even when death came to him, even when his life was taken away from him, he still had that perspective. Because he was in the zone. While he was serving the people, while he was teaching the people the Qur'an, he was in the zone. And a person that has that mindset you can't take that away from them even if you kill them. Even if you murdered that person. They still have that mindset. They're still in the zone. They're still tuned in to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised for them. Because they see success and failure entirely 
in the hereafter sense, in the sense of the hereafter. They're not fatalistic. They don't sit around and not work. They don't sit around and not do anything. These are productive people. But there's nothing you could do to take that away from them. SubhanAllah, last year I was talking about our three winners. Liyat, Yusuf, and Razan. Look at that mindset. Look at those beautiful people. And look at how those legacies lived on. And look at their families. It continued to live on. Because a believer is in that particular zone, is in that particular mindset, and they see everything as a means of elevation in the hereafter. Whether it's bad that comes to you, or whether it's good that comes to you, this is a chance. It's an opportunity. It's a way to come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet ﷺ, he was able to put that in his companions. Put that mindset in his companions. You know, Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu says, that when the Prophet ﷺ was dying, he had this really, really, really hot fever, this really severe fever. And he said that, I put my leg next to the leg of the Prophet ﷺ, and he was wrapped up. And he said, it literally burned my leg, feeling the leg of the Prophet ﷺ with his fever, literally burned my leg. And Ibn Mas'ud anhu said, I was shocked. How can a human being withstand that much pain? How can a human being withstand a fever to that extent? And the Prophet ﷺ, he saw him shocked and, and just, just taken aback by how, how severe this fever was. And he says to him that we the prophets of God are tested twice as much as any of you. So when we're struck with something, it hurts twice as much. So think of a really severe fever, double it. Whatever it is, any pain, any difficulty that a person has, the Prophet ﷺ said that the prophets get twice of that. So you can imagine how that is. And Ibn Mas'ud anhu says, I said to the Prophet ﷺ, is that because you're twice as rewarded? Look at the mindset. Is that because you are twice as rewarded? It wasn't, Ya Rasulullah, why? But you're a good man. This shouldn't be happening to you. Shouldn't the prophets have it easiest? Shouldn't the prophets not have to struggle with anything? I mean, they're the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shouldn't they be okay? But the Prophet ﷺ conditioned them to where they saw everything as an opportunity for good deeds. Everything, even in that severity. He said, Ya Rasulullah, is that because you get twice as rewarded? The Prophet ﷺ said, it's because I get twice as rewarded. And he said, the Muslim, any Muslim is not afflicted with any harm, even if it's the prick of a thorn, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sheds his sins the way that a leaf would shed its tree. Uh, the way that a tree, not a leaf would shed its tree, that's counterintuitive. The way that a tree would shed its leaves. Think of a tree shedding its leaves. The Prophet ﷺ said, when any Muslim, this isn't just something for me, when any one of you is struck by anything, Allah is literally taking away your sins, washing away your sins, no matter what the extent of it is. So just because I have double the fever, doesn't mean that Allah belittles that prick of a thorn that you have. Because Allah also knows that the mindset of the Prophet ﷺ is greater than any mindset. And, and, and his iman, his faith, is able to withstand far more than any of us are able to withstand. The idea here is that Allah knows the type of pressure that you can withstand. And Allah will not put you under a level of pressure or duress that you can't handle. And if you can adjust your mindset to where you see literally everything in your life as an opportunity for goodness in the hereafter, 
rather than an isolated goodness in this world, then it can't phase you. It can't phase you. And being able to walk unfazed is what success is, is what bears success in this world. That's exactly where it comes from. And you know, a lot of times we wait for the tragedy and we wait for the pain to have that perspective. Like once it's all taken away from me, let me gain that perspective now. Let me start thinking about ajr and have patience. And inshallah, you're going to get rewarded by Allah. Just have patience, have patience, have patience. But that perspective is supposed to be with you even when everything's okay. <laughs> you don't wait to develop that mindset when you're in a hospital bed. You start developing that mindset when everything is okay. When you literally have the world being presented to you, the dunya being presented to you, and it's easy and everything seems great, and you're privileged, and, and you know, you're in a state where everybody else is, is looking at you because you've got it all going for you, even at those moments, you maintain that perspective. And it's a lot easier to get distracted by ease in this life than it is by hardship. It's a lot easier to get ignorant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to forget where you are and forget what your purpose is when everything is going smooth, when you're getting exactly what you want. And subhanAllah, there's a famous incident, a narration that took place where Abdurrahman ibn Awf radiallahu ta'ala anhu, this super wealthy companion of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I mean, he's got it all. This man, when he used to come back to Medina, the city literally used to shake because of the amount of camels and the amount of goods that he would bring back from his trade routes. People used to literally think they were being invaded because of the amount of wealth that he had. Like you talk about swag, walk in and shake the city to where people think they're being invaded. And no, no, that's just my inventory. Right? That's what it felt like when Abdurrahman ibn Auf came back. And Abdurrahman ibn Auf was one sitting and he started to eat his food and he says, قُتِلَ مُسْعَبْ وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ مِنِّي He said, you know, Mus'ab ibn Umair was better than me and he was killed. I remember when he was murdered, when he was killed. Even though he's better than me. And I remember when, when that happened, when we covered his upper body, his lower body was exposed. And when we covered his lower body, his upper body was exposed. Meaning all we had was that one sheet to be able to cover him. And he says, he was better than me. And he says, وَقُتِلَ حَمْزَةً وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ مِنِّي And Hamza was killed. And Hamza so much better than me. And he said, at that point, أُعْطِينَا مَا مِنَ الدُّنْيَا مَا أُعْطِينَا We've been given of this world what we've been given. He says, وَقَدْ خَشِينَا أَن تَكُونَ حَسَنَاتُنَا عُجِّلَتْ لَنَا And we are afraid that the goodness of this world, that all that we've been given, is possibly our hasanat being hastened, our good deeds being hastened for us. Meaning what? We've got all our good now, so I wonder if anything's left over for the hereafter. And he started to cry and he actually got up and left. Now that mindset of, you know, the goodness that I have now, I hope, I hope that it's not deluding me, I hope it's not deceiving me. It's not an excuse for me to forget about everyone else in the world. It's not an excuse for me to look to everyone else and think that, you know, I'm good, I don't need to worry about anyone else. My mindset mandates that I'm still thinking about what better can I have from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What can I get from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's even better? What can I get from Allah that's even better? Because we do not equate goodness in this life to goodness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And a lot of times, seriously, we are so okay with life being unfair as long as it's unfair against other people. If it's, fair, if, if it's, if it's unfair towards us and you know, we're, we're getting the bad end of it, then at that point we're, we're messed up. We're all taken aback by that and we're saying, what's going on here? But if life is good to us, we don't care if the world around us is burning down. Right? As long as it's good to us. And that's a problem. The mindset that you need to have is that whatever it is that Allah is giving me is an opportunity. There is a response that this has. There is a response that this dictates from me. And I'm going to leave you guys with a, with a saying, from a, not from the Prophet ﷺ, but from Maya Angelou. And Maya Angelou, the great poet and civil rights activist, and I want you guys to seriously memorize this. Alright, because the, 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 the final message, because I'm getting all those trolling messages now, it says, go saints, what else is it going to say? Last year it said, it said a bunch of other stuff on that screen as well. The idea here is that you are humbled by your success as well as your failure. You're not just humbled by your failure, you're humbled by your success in life. Everything that comes your way, you realize that Allah wants something from you with that. If Allah gives you good things, that doesn't mean put your guard down, that means be vigilant and do better. And if Allah gives you what appears to be bad, that means Allah wants a response from you of patience. But you're always in that mindset, right? So I want you guys to repeat after me, alright? This is a saying from Maya Angelou, and I know that we get weirder every year at Ikna, right? We come up with, you know, we're quoting all types of people and we're doing all types of things. But I want you guys to remember this, alright? Hope for the best. Hope for the... Hope for the best. Hope for the best. Prepare, for the worst. Prepare for the worst. And be unsurprised by anything in between. Hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. And be unsurprised by anything in between. That's the mindset of a believer. You guys remember it? Did you guys memorize it? It's an authentic narration. It's truly... Life-changing, if you guys are able to... So can you guys say it back without me saying it? Alright, good. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.